listening to the Capture Paranormal Podcast. Greetings and welcome to the Capture Paranormal Podcast. I'm Jason, and on this episode, this very special episode, we're going to be starting our weekly review of the brand new Ghost Hunters reboot TV show. So we're going to try to do this weekly after every new episode. We're going to jump on and we're going to give our reaction and our thoughts to everything that's happening with the brand new Ghost Hunters television program. So I'm going to have Kevin jump on with me in just one second and we're going to talk everything about Ghost Hunters. Okay, so I'm here now with my pal Kevin. Kevin, what's going on? Not a whole lot. Not a whole lot. Hanging out at home. I'll tell you one thing that is going on, and that's the brand new Ghost Hunters reboot television show. Yes. So we talked about this uh, a little bit before on previous podcasts about the the whole reboot when it was first announced, and the first episode just aired uh, a few days ago. We're a little late on the draw with the uh, reaction and review, but that's okay, right? Yeah, that's fine. Yeah. So yeah, I just thought we'd get our uh, initial thoughts and reaction, reactions. We're going to try and do this, I guess, weekly with every new episode of the Ghost Hunters reboot, and we'll see if we can keep up with it. Okay, so we'll, I guess we'll get right into it. Um, we'll start with the whole, let's, let's start by going kind of, um, kind of going into each member of this, this new team that Grant has put together, uh, the new Ghost Hunters, I guess you could say. Um yeah. Starting. With, I guess we'll start with Grant. I mean, what are your what are your initial thoughts on Grant? Uh, I like Grant. I've I've never met him. I've met one half of the Ghost Hunters, and Grant wasn't one of them. I've met Jason Hawes, and um, I like him. I think he's good on TV. He seems very genuine and very uh, kind of down to earth. Like he's not he's not like the Zach Beggins or the or the other kind of crazy out there people. Uh, I, I did. I did like the intro that he gave in the show. Like that, he didn't. He didn't have hard feelings. Like he, like he acknowledged Ghost Hunters on the other, like the other TV show. Had clips of Jason and the other team and what he did and why he left. And and I like that that he left because he wanted to be with his family. Like I can imagine, uh, however long they're on TV for 10, 10 years, I think eight. Year, whatever, how long they're on, years and years. Yeah, I think you mentioned eight years. Yeah, eight years of constant traveling and going and going all across the country and overseas, like they did stuff in Europe and stuff like that. Like that, I, I can, I can totally get it that you would miss your family and, and I, I kind of respect him for that for giving up the money and the fame and the fortune. I mean, he didn't really need the money or the fame or the fortune. He was already famous and had money, but. Um, yeah, I, I like Grant. I think he's I think he's one of the better kind of on TV personalities. Yeah, I agree. Um, like I've I'm not sure if I mentioned before. I probably have, but um, honestly, I didn't really watch a lot of Ghost Hunters when it first came out. I was the one that you know I hopped on the, the Ghost Adventures bandwagon, but I saw episodes here and there of of Ghost Hunters throughout the years. I just was never really hardcore into it, but uh, I did watch the um, introduction episode before the brand new episode. And yeah, I agree. Like that's really, he seems like a real genuine guy. Like he, he's not putting on a front or anything like that. He's just, he's, he is who he is and that's what you get out of him. Well, that, 
that's what I've heard from the people that I know that have actually met him, like like went to the Caps family reunion and stuff like that in the past. And they said he's a super nice guy. Like would just come up to you and just start talking to you. Didn't uh, didn't let the fame get to him. Like he like he hung out with everybody and like partied all night. And yeah, they said he was a really really nice guy. Yeah. So basically, that's you know me kind of not having a prior um, view on him, just seeing him like in the previous episodes and then seeing the whole introduction of the, the before they uh, did the brand new episode and then, yeah, leaving for, yeah. you know, to be with his family and all that. I wasn't kind of in the loop on all that, but uh, through that, that um, kind of introduction episode, I, yeah, you can really tell he's a real cool, genuine guy. Um, yeah. So he now has, he put together this brand new team to become the kind of the new ghost hunters. Um, so I guess one of his lead investigators now, uh, her name's Kirsten. So what was your first yeah. kind of initial reaction to, to her? I, I, I don't, I don't really care for her. Um, I don't like that. They've acknowledged that she's been on other shows. She was on ghost mine and, uh, there was another show. She's been on at least two other shows. And I didn't like her. And she's an actress, too. She's not a paranormal investigator. Don't let her background fool you. She is She's an actress. Oh, that's interesting. I, I a, actually had no idea of that. Now, they mentioned she's a, yeah, a hypno uh, hypnotic therapist or, or something like that. Did hypnos- I get that right? Yeah. Yeah, hyp- hypnotherapist. And she deals with, like, uh, like, the mind, like, people's minds. Like, I can't think of the title of it, but. Yeah, she's, that's what she says. Like, you have to take it for what it's worth. Like, anybody can say that, right? But if, if you look up her name on Google, like if you Google her name, like, she has act, credited actress role. Like she is, she's been in t- on TV shows, like, other than ghost funny shows. And, hmm. and I don't know. I don't, I don't find her very, very genuine, if we're going to use that word again. Right. She, she's an actress. Like, like that's the, crazy. Like, the uh, rest of it. Yeah, the rest that's... of his team. I think that they just brought her on for. This is my opinion. This is my opinion. Absolutely. Yeah. Say, like they, they brought her on for looks. I hate to say it like that, but like it's like she's like I'll go to the total guy route. She's not hard to look at. That's for sure. <laughs> but I, I don't find her. I don't find her entertaining. I don't find her. I didn't like her on Ghost Mine. I didn't like her on the other TV show she was on. She just. It's like she's reading a script or something. I just, once I found out she was an actress, I just I just put like put her to the side. I just can't take her seriously. Yeah, it's interesting. I actually had no idea about that whole aspect yeah. to her. Um, I just read yeah, she when, was when, a... when that. Sorry, go ahead. Well, when the ghost mine came out, like there was a big big thing, like like the ghost hunting TV show community or whatever, kind of went crazy because. Like she's an actress. She's not a she's not a paranormal investigator. She's not a researcher. She works for Hollywood. That's excuse me. That's her job. So, hmm. and then I looked it up, and sure enough, she is she is an actress. That is that's very interesting news, which I had no idea of. So yeah, yeah my I mean my initial reaction was kind of, um, I guess the same kind of thing. It was just kind of blah. I don't know. Yeah, um, yeah. I, she was, she's I, just kind of there. Yeah, she's exactly. just kind of something to. It's just because they have one other female, but she's just an investigator. They just need that. That I hate to say it. Like I'll be a pig. I don't care. She has to be eye candy. 
Like yeah. there always has to be someone on the TV that is good to look at. Like Zach Viggins. Good looking dude. I'll admit it. Like he's muscular and he's his hair is beautiful. And all the he's got great hair and, and all the ladies that watch the female audience, I hate saying that. That's awful. But the, the female audience, that's what they watch for. They right. Watch well, for when you're not being politically correct, that's it's it you you, you see it. Yeah. Like it's it's for ratings. It's for it's what it's for. Like it's like when uh, like Ghost Hunters, when she was on Chris Williams, like she was an awful investigator. She was, and by the end of of her run, that's all she was there. For. She was just there, and you could totally tell she was totally disinterested in what was going on. She was like, you know, when she got to ship to Ghost Hunters International, like she was just bleh, just boring. So. On the other side of that, his um, new second lead investigator is uh, this dude, Daryl, which I got to yep. say, I mean, I'm, am I going to have to stop wearing my black hat backwards now? Is that going to happen? That's just the way it goes. Um, shave my beard. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> there's, always, there's, always, there's always somebody on one of these shows that has the all black with the hat backwards and never takes his hat off. and I should I should be okay for for a couple investigations then. I, I think so. I might have to switch it up though. Maybe yeah. Maybe I'll wear a red hat or yeah. something. But I yeah. don't want to be too Fred Dursty, so we'll figure it out later. Yeah, but Daryl, he he was all right. I enjoyed. I I'll just say I enjoyed the whole new crew, minus the, the Kristen, the, the redhead. I just I don't care for her. Well, what did you think about his whole story of being kind of? Um, the, you know, being an investigator, a lead investigator with a few different teams, um, plus the loss of his son, having his, his, uh, experience with that. Yeah, it's, it's a good, it's, it's good. Like it's, it's unfortunate that he lost his son and, but he, he's more, I find him and kind of the rest of the crew more relatable, like. Kind of, they're kind of like us. They're right. Pretty normal, normal people. Like we've done, oh, I've done it. Bounce from team to team, and until you find your your good uh, fit. And yeah, I, he seems all right. He doesn't seem. They're not flashy. They're just they're just kind of normal people. And, yeah, that is a good point. I I think that helps the the program for me especially to watch people that are kind of like me doing this kind of stuff, right? Um, yeah, well, that's 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 kind of the way the old Ghost Hunters were when they started out, season one, two, three, four. Like oh Christ, they had like twelve seasons, however long they're on. Uh, most of them were pretty relatable, especially in the early seasons, because they were just a bunch of dudes with normal jobs, normal lives, doing what we do. I think that's what was intriguing about it. I think that's what, that was the uh, the draw to it. Right. So now, underneath them, we have kind of the techie team. Uh, that being Brandon, who they nicknamed Alien, and uh, Mustafa. Do you have any thoughts on those guys? I like well? uh, I like I like the Mustafa. Is that his name? Yeah, I, I like I liked him. He was again pretty pretty normal. Like he was like really really good on camera, like really clear and like yeah, I I, I liked him. I don't really have much to because it really doesn't focus a whole lot on. Like at least this episode didn't really focus a whole lot on on the other team. Like it was more Kristen and Grant. Right. Yeah. 
Yeah, you have to. We have to kind of take into account of this as it being the first episode of the season. So, who knows down yeah. the road if things are going to change, or you know, personality personalities are going to kind of change, or it's hard to say at this point. But um, yeah, with uh, Brandon there being kind of the more techie guy, um, do yeah, you expect I, him? I do you expect any kind of interesting gadgets to come out of this? I hope so. Um, that's one thing I want to look for. It's more kind of the tech stuff. Because every show, like from Ghost Hunters from the beginning all the way up to Ghost Adventures now and every other show in between just uses the same stuff, right? Like the, the Melmeter, the K2, the Spirit Box, the Tri-Field Meter, the REM pods, the but that's what's out there. Like, I want to see new things. I guess from my note, like from what I've seen online, the new Ghost Adventure season has quite a bit of new tech. They've used quite, quite a few new things. I haven't watched Ghost Adventures in quite a while. Yeah, I haven't really. really stand it. Yeah, I'm not caught up either. But from even from previous seasons, they they always seem to be ahead on the crazy outlandish uh, tech gear that they they create and use in, in investigations. Yeah, like, and with the the new tech guy, uh, he is all right, kind of stereotypical, Nerd? techy, nerdy kind. Of, <laughs> yeah, like he was just kind of missing the thick rim glasses, and I don't know, he's just he's a modern nerd. Yeah, he just I don't know, he just kind of fit the bill as a as a tech guy. I, I wish I wish they the new crew would have kind of disclosed what groups they've been where they've worked with or who they're with or so you could like look them up and kind of look at their past and see what they've done and like that I would I would have liked to have seen but yeah that'd be about, interesting it's um, not about the past it's a, that's about ghost hunters it's about TV but. right uh, so the final two of this brand new team being uh, Rochelle and Brian who have known each other for I think they said three years um, three years on the same team yeah, I believe it's she married his brother or something along those lines. Um, yeah, they're they're fa- they're family somehow. Like, yeah, and so she in she ended up joining uh, Brian's team at one point, and uh, that's what they've kind of been investigating together for a while. So now they're on the Ghost Hunters, the top team. Um, what are your yeah. What do you think about those two being on there? Uh, they're all right. Yeah, like you can definitely tell that there's some kind of bond there. That there's that they're they are tight. You yeah, it, see, that, it seems almost like we... a brother sister type thing to me. Yeah, yeah. I, I kind of rolled my eyes though, like when they were in the in the gym. Oh, I know. Yeah, yeah, we're gonna get we're gonna get to that for sure. Yeah, I wanna. I have points on that. <laughs> but I did find okay. I did find Brian I did find Brian to be actually kind of uh, pretty humorous. He was kind of like the like you said going back. He's one of us. Like I could see. Us, him being on our team and just joking around type thing, like he was good. Yeah, like well, that's what that's what kind of made it kind of fun, I guess, if you want to say that. Like he was very relaxed, and and they didn't they didn't re- react like the kind of old ghost hunters. Like they weren't really spooked very easy. Like it, it, I did like that, and they did did take their time to kind of break things down, like with the lights dimming and stuff like that. And like it's. Yeah, I, I like them. Like they're like like I said, I, I like pretty much the majority of the crew. I just yeah. don't like 
Christian. And he's also <laughs> redhead. Tell us what you really think, Kevin. No. <laughs> well, that's that's just that's just me. And from yeah. what I've no, read, I kind of agree with you. On, I kind of agree with you. Yeah, from what I read on Ghost Hunter boards and stuff afterwards, when I you know, kind of look around and see what people are saying about it, and that was kind of the majority thought is that they just, with her her background being an actress, and she shouldn't be on that show, and she was hired probably because she is an actress. Right. So let's get into episode one here. Uh, School Spirit, I believe it was titled. Um, they were at the yep. Idaho uh, Pocatello. I'm not going to get this right, am I? Pocatello High School. <laughs> yeah, uh, that's about right. Sounds about right. Yeah. So the the big thing with that high school uh, being uh, security footage of um, the lights flickering and then what looked to be a spirit walking out of, I believe, the woman's washroom. Uh, there was also mm-hmm. uh, claims of a student drowning there, a uh, librarian who was having some uh, issues with a with, uh, lover or whatnot, uh, committing suicide on a chandelier, um, yep. just electrical problems, things like that. Uh, but being you know good ghost hunters, they pretty much immediately debunked the student drowning as they found out there was never a pool to begin with in that high school as well as the librarian committing suicide because that chandelier that supposedly she hung herself from uh wasn't actually installed till um 1974 i think it was which would you know that was after the renovations was when that uh chandelier was installed so that was a pretty easy debunkable thing they just went to a local historian who knew about this stuff and Right off the bat, there you go. Those two um, claims are are debunked. Um, but the yep. the big one of the big claims was the the security uh, footage of the supposed ghost coming out of uh, uh, the woman's washroom, which they were, they were you know easily they they debunked it, which was awesome. Well, they did like but like they they climbed the ladder and looked at the the security camera and saw lint or cobwebs or something yeah uh, cobwebs i can't it's very well could be but we don't know how old the clip was right like i like i know like when my daughter goes back to school like i've been taking her to the summer camp all summer and like the custodians are like up dusting everything like everything is clean from top to bottom and i find it hard to believe that they wouldn't have cleaned that that dome camera or well, that, it's, uh, it's I'm not, possible. I'm not, I'm not saying it is possible. I'm not saying that it was a ghost, that it was a spirit. Like it, it's a good, but they just like automatically. Yep. That's what it is. It's gotta right. be this, but they didn't, they didn't show them like looking at security cameras to see that cobweb or dust or whatever the heck it was in front of it waving. Like, like, Oh, well there's the video evidence right there. There's that's debunked. They just saw the cobweb. It's like, Oh, that's gosh, that's what it is. Like they, they really should have, looked at security camera and saw that piece of fuzz hanging in front of the lens. Okay. That's, that, that's better debunking in my eyes than just looking and saying, yep, that's what it is. Well, yeah, they did come to that conclusion fairly quickly uh, on the, on television at least. Um, yeah. But w- one side of like that what? is, you know, it did when um, they did say it was the cobweb hanging and it did show the original video. I mean, you can kind of, see it does it actually does look like a cobweb of some sort kind of floating um but then on the other side like you said uh that stuff should kind of be cleaned um especially in a high school yeah 
I, I don't know. I, I probably missed it because I was kind of watching it while I put my kid to bed and whatnot. And um, I don't know if they actually did run like a test. Like, did they show like like I that day security footage? If I recall, now I was hoping to to have this fresh in my mind, so I watched it um, quickly. I kind of I DVR'd it, and then the next day after after work, I, I kind of rushed through it just to try to because I had other things to do. So I want to make sure I got that in because I thought we were going to be recording this that uh, yesterday, but you know things happen. Uh, yeah. We didn't get a chance to. Mike was supposed to be on here, but. His TV crapped out, and he couldn't watch the episode yet. So we're hoping to have him for the next episode because he's a big fan of the show. However, um, yeah. yeah, same same time type of deal with me. Kind of, I thought we were recording this earlier, so I kind of raced through the episode. But I do believe they might have shown it, um, and it did look similar. I could be totally off on that because you know I, just... I have to go back. I have exactly. to go back. Yeah. Actually, thought, it is up on YouTube. Somebody uploaded the full episode, so you can. Wait a minute, wait a minute. Is it one of those, click the link below to watch this? Nope. Oh, okay. No, no, I just, no, it's, it's the full episode. It was uploaded two days ago, and it's, it's the full one. Cool. So, yeah, maybe we'll have to go back and check that I'm sure out. It'll be, I'm sure it'll be taken down shortly, but it, it's up there. Right. So, we had, um yeah, so we had that, the uh, security camera footage, and I believe the lights, they put that it was possibly a power draw. Or something? Did you yes. catch that part? Yeah, yeah. I, I briefly caught it. They like brought an electrician in and showed him the footage of the of the camp security cameras, and and he he agreed that this electrician agreed that it would be like a power surge, and it does happen from time to time. Right. So then that takes us into um, another part of the episode was where Kirsten and Daryl were in the auditorium. Uh, on the stage, I guess, or something, and the auditorium lights, which were on just enough so they could see and get around, the lights dimmed as they were sitting there. They went up to the switchboard and found, you know, played with the dials to see if they could get the lights to dim or whatnot. And uh, apparently, they didn't. They weren't able to recreate it. So, the, but that could go back to being uh, the power surge, right? Right. Yeah. It's electricity, like. Electricity is is a weird thing. How things can drain and go off and on, and like like I just had my ceiling fan fixed in my brand new addition I put on my house because it just stopped working. Like I was what cleaning or like whatever I was doing around the house, and light was on, the fan was on. I looked over and it just kind of slowly dimmed and it just stopped. So I had someone coming over and, and fix my fan, and like that's it. Just happens. I didn't say it was ghost related or if it was just like oh crap there goes my ceiling fan and I have to... right so yeah that could be um that could be an answer for that but who knows um well that's going on i guess we had mustafa and brandon uh in the gym and mustafa was claiming uh actually they both were claiming that they heard noises up in the uh, bleachers and they kind of separated, and that's when Mustafa was claiming that he heard uh, or he was being touched, and he felt cold spots. Uh, now yeah. I know for me, one of one of the things I I just I just don't like when it comes to paranormal investigating, and like it's only happened to me once out of all the times we've investigated, is it's when people are um, feeling things or you know saying there's cold spots, things like that, just because. 
there's no way of of proving this. It's your own personal feeling, your own personal opinion. Like uh, we did the Princess at Playhouse, and we were down in the basement. It was a public event. I was just standing off to the side. I wasn't trying to be involved or anything. Just I think I had the camera. I was doing a Facebook Live uh, shot or something, and the uh, I just got that whole like tingly goosebump feeling on my left arm, and you know it's cool because I actually felt it, but. If I I do know the one time too that you were um we were doing the investigation here in London and you were sitting in a chair and uh one of the investigators that was with us was kind of being uh, hostile and I noticed you yeah. were kind of just like out in left field you were not with us you were kind of in a daze and I you know I checked I said Kev are you okay you know and you're like oh yeah I'm I'm fine just feeling drained things like that um. But in that case, I could I could see with my own eyes that you were not there. You were somewhere else. And the same with Princess right. Ave. I, w- I could tell for myself because I felt it on my arm. But thinking if, if someone else had said that, they could probably see the, the goosebumps on my arm. Now, going into something like that and saying, uh, I feel like I'm being touched or I feel like something's poking me. It's like, okay, sure, but we can't chalk that up to anything like you could just be saying that right. where, you know, Mustafa, right. was Mustafa being touched or, or whatever? Like it's hard. You can't chalk it up to anything because it's just his own yeah, personal well, he, feeling. He, I think you just got to take their word for it. Right. Cause you're like princess. Dad were investigating and things were going on and that house in London things are going on. Like you just kind of, okay, like, that's great. Like that's all we had at the, at the uh, farmhouse there. Couple, whatever last week, couple weeks ago, uh, one of the participants just started bawling, like just like full on tears flowing down her face. Uh, very emotional, very. Uh, I guess you could say, like she had the millimeter in her hand. She just had the feeling that she just wanted to throw it, and I thanked her for not throwing it. But it just that was her experience, and I just kind of like took her outside, like just go outside, get some fresh air, shake it off. She couldn't explain it. She couldn't understand what was happening. And so I'll just take that. That was her experience. I'm not going to discredit her. Like that's... Yeah, that's a that's a definitely good way to put it. Um, yeah, yeah, it's just chalk it up to their own personal experience. Yeah, and that's and she had a great time that night, and like, like something, some emotion just got the best of her. And like we've seen it at Backus uh, uh, Page too. And people just started breaking down crying. Maybe they're a little bit of an empath and they feel emotions from the past or something connected to them. You just kind of have to take their word for it. So uh, then we had, um, I believe it was Grant and um, Mustafa and Brandon, I believe. They were, uh, they, yeah. This is one I want to talk to you about because I want to get your take on this. Um, they had, I believe, was it like an EM pump or something going? Uh, yeah, it's called the Tesla speaker. Okay, so, yeah, that's right too. Yeah, it's it's basically it's the same thing. It's an EM pump. It pumps electromagnetic fields into the air and provides energy for spirits or entities or whatever you want to call them. And, right, but and, in addition uh, to yeah, this, in addition to this, they had a lineup of flashlights in front of it, where they were asking if there was a spirit there, if it could draw energy from the flashlights, and of course, what's going to happen? One of the flashlights goes out. Yeah, I, uh, when I saw that, I just kind of, uh, 
like I, I give him, I give Grant credit that he he admitted that it wasn't the old flashlight trick where you unscrew it, just leave it slightly connected. And they showed the old clip of Amy Bruni doing that on a bed, and like he knows it's a flawed system. Like he knows it's a flawed experiment. It's been proven a hundred times over with videos on YouTube and and blog posts, and like it is a flawed experiment. But having them on all the time, and you have to have them lined up in a row beside this EM pump that's drawing or that's putting excess energy into the air, it's probably going to delete the batteries a little bit quicker. I don't know what kind of batteries you put in there. You could have put dollar store sunbeam batteries in there that die in 10, 10 minutes. It's, like it, did, it, it didn't show them putting like, like energy energizer max. Well, see, now this it, is a perfect looks, op- this is a perfect opportunity for say Energizer or something to be a sponsor. And they can provide sure. batteries and say, "Hey, this is the kind of battery we're using in this flashlight. It's energy energizer, yeah. blah blah blah." Perfect opportunity uh, there for some marketing. What's going on? Well, it, it didn't prove anything. Like it was, it was just another looks good on TV kind of thing. Right. Well, the but flashlight they did ask it to turn back on, and it did. Yeah, but editing, right? Like that could have been a twenty-minute span spliced into two seconds. That's very true. Like seamlessly edited, like like because they're at the school probably all weekend. So you've got 48, 72 hours of footage put into forty-one minutes. There, there's always some kind of camera trickery, and that's why you can't really take TV shows at what they're worth. Right. So then we had uh, Rochelle and Dar- and uh, Brian in the, I believe it was the the gymnasium again. Uh, this was on day two. Yeah. Yeah. Uh, Rochelle, uh, I guess, apparently started to feel like she was being hugged or something. And yeah. then, of course, yeah. the, the one thing I, you know, I said I don't like uh, the whole feelings thing, but it's, you know, I hate, I, I just don't like when investigators start crying. It's just something that annoys me. Like as soon as she started to cry, I'm just like, "Oh my god, please don't be that kind of investigator this season." I don't want to see every episode you go in somewhere and start crying. I I have very very strong feeling that almost every episode that girl will cry. I I can guarantee that. We're gonna have to they, see if that's true. Showed, well, because they showed clips like because Psychic Kids, the new the reboot of Psychic Kids, was on right after. So it's like stay tuned for an exclusive. This little, I don't know, 15 second little blurb of upcoming cases, like at least two of them, she was crying. Oh, Lord. See, I didn't see that part. I think my DVR uh, cut off before yeah. that one. So <laughs> I, was like, uh, I, was, I was the exact same way. Even the preview before the show even premiered, they showed her wiping her face. Away. I'm like, oh, God, they always have to have a crier on one. Of the, and it's always, again, I'm not being a I'm not being sexist. I'm not being upset, but it's always a woman. Yeah, and it's just I'm I'm with you. I just, I don't like that. That's just your and my personal opinion. I know. I, it, it, but again, it's good for TV. It's yeah, I drama. Guess so I guess so. Yeah, it's drama. Yeah. Yeah. Um. So coming out of it, it it's it, it's. Well, I was going to say, it's no different than Zach Bagans getting possessed every episode. That's very true, yeah. That's, that is very true. Yeah, or, at least, or at least one of them does. Yeah. Maybe at least one it's, of them gets it, or possessed. It's usually Zach. He's always getting possessed, that yeah. guy. Yeah, yeah. Um, so coming out of it, uh, they had they presented two uh, what they call EVPs. Uh, 
electronic voice phenomena. The first one being what they claim to say no or don't. Did you get a chance to hear those? Uh, I did. They didn't sound all that great. They were, I, again, with TV, they put the words on the screen and then, okay, now I hear it. Again. Right. Yeah, power of suggestion. I hate that. I hate that, I hate, I hate that too. It just, yeah. Well, well, then you go back to the yeah. you go to the second one they presented, and it was kind of an uh, in, an intelligible voice. They claimed was it did sound it was sound like it was very close to the microphone, and you couldn't really tell yes, what it was that, saying. That one, that one that one was pretty good because it was very like clear, like you didn't understand, what it, but it was definitely into the microphone. Right. My thing is um, with the EVPs is I I wish they would have had some video evidence to go along with that because we have no idea if somebody like they set that recording we're doing some other things or whatever just about to leave and just as they're passing by the recorder you know maybe like they tripped over their shoelace and that oh oh my goodness what was that you know and that's what they they catch and uh play or you know if they had video or or sorry go ahead or 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 had like somebody knocked the table and it like scratched the microphone on the like yeah we just don't know right yeah whereas you know the, with all the equipment they have um you think they'd have a dvr system set up where their where their audio is just to be able to corroborate with that and be able to say okay oh, yeah. well, nobody was in this room here's the timestamp. nobody was in this room at 304 you can see on the DVR. However, three oh four on the audio recorder, we have this voice. Yeah, well, I'm, like it's obvious they had DVR and cameras because you see it like when they're doing the setup, like they have reels and reels of cords and wire running through that place. So, you know, like there should have been because we do that the best we can. If there's trying to debunk it that way, right? Like, but again, it's TV. Like that, you just just kind of go with the flow and whatever they present to us. Right, you have to take it for what it is. Yep. Well, that pretty much wrapped up uh, the very first episode of the new Ghost Hunters reboot. Um, any final thoughts on what how the episode was? Uh, I liked it. I, it's, it's, I've always liked Ghost Hunters. They're, I like it. it. Looks like like kind of again with the little preview clips of what's coming up this season. It looks like they're going to a lot of different places, not the old. Same old, same old Waverly Hills, Rolling Hills, Eastern State, Penn, Moundsville. Like they're not going back to these places. Like I, I saw a couple of residentials in there, so it looks like they're going to go like, kind of go back to the roots of right. helping families. And uh, I'll keep watching. I, I enjoyed it. I'll put up with, with one... the actress and all that. I'll, it, I, I enjoyed it. Right. The one thing I actually wanted to bring up, I, I just remembered it now. We're going over all these new team members and um, things like that. However, the one thing I kind of wish they wouldn't do is that you can clearly tell that there's other cameramen during the investigations. For instance, when um, Daryl and Rochelle are in the auditorium, they're being shot by someone else on camera. So we don't know, like, and I'm assuming there's probably a boom operator in there as well. So there's all these oh, other, like, uh, yeah, there's all these other uh, people around. It's just one of those things where I wish they just just give them a camera, strap a camera to them, and let them do their thing. But I guess with television, I know that's just one of the things I noticed throughout. Uh, I'm like, wait a minute, 
I'm seeing them both here. There's obviously a camera guy and probably a, a sound guy with them, which could be causing, right. you know, different things to happen. Yeah. Well, and that's, I, I remember when I was talking to like, one of the ghost hunters, one of the things I went to, and he says, like, when you're filming, it's like a movie crew. Like, there's like four cameramen and mics, and like, apart from, what equipment they set up. Like there's like at least five or six other people there with them. Yeah. So that's kind of, but they never, they, they never show that, but that's right. It, it's a production. Like they have a production crew with trucks. And I, I remember talking to uh, Sharon Coyle, the lady that runs uh, rolling Hills when those adventures out there, she said it wasn't just three of them. So there was like 12 of them out there. Yeah. So unfortunately, I guess that's just uh, the way of television. So it's just something you got to do, put up with, I guess. But unfortunately, just I just think it'd be way nicer if we knew that um, Rochelle and Daryl were the only ones in that auditorium at the time. But unfortunately, yeah, you, like you said, you know, they have a whole production team with them as well. Um, yeah, it's just one of those things. I guess you kind of have to live with. But yeah, I, uh, my final thoughts, I guess, yeah, I I, you know, I enjoyed the episode as well, and I'm going to watch next week. And like I said, in that previous uh, seasons, I never really got hooked on. I never, I was more of a ghost adventures guy just because it was more crazy, I guess, um, more yeah. over the top. However, I did watch start watching a few. They had that marathon going on on A&E. Uh, I watched a few mm-hmm. episodes on there, and yeah, maybe one day I'll have to go back and rewatch and uh, – uh, you know, get a proper take on on all the previous seasons instead of one episode here and there. I'll binge watch it one day. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah. Well, it it is it is kind of interesting to watch like season like say one to three because that's when they did residentials and little private places and and it it really shows what we do and how boring it is and sometimes they didn't a lot of times they didn't find anything and it's, but later seasons every place they found something. Right. Because ratings and money and TV and all that fun stuff. Well, we're going to try to uh, keep up on this, I think. I think we're going to try and hit a, a brand new Ghost Hunters episode reaction kind of review every week. Hopefully, um, we can get it up quick, either you know the day after or the Friday or by, uh, by the weekend with all schedules and trying to arrange times to record can be a little difficult at times but we're gonna try to uh try to get a weekly thing going what do you think about that sounds good to me we'll get hopefully we'll get mike back on track and he'll be able to jump on with us i think bryce uh said he's waiting for the vhs to come out yes yes he's waiting yeah, for so, the laser disc version so out. maybe uh maybe we'll have to uh yeah the laser disc we'll have to get him <laughs> to uh jump on maybe sometime if we can if not We'll just get Mike. Mike's a hardcore Ghost Hunters fan as well. So, yeah, we're going to try and make this a weekly thing. It might not go as long as this episode did because we were kind of jumping into it, getting to, uh, getting our reaction to the new investigators and all that stuff. But we'll kind of do some quick cuts for every episode of the brand new Ghost Hunters reboot show. And we hope you'll join us with that. Make sure to check out CaptureParanormal.com for all of our upcoming events and all the links to our podcast 
how to book the Haunted Hillview Farm. All that good stuff is at CaptureParanormal.com. Make sure you check out Facebook.com slash CaptureParanormal. Give us a like on there. We recently just uh, picked up a haunted or supposedly haunted doll, which, uh, Kevin, you got to see the picture of that. What would you think? I did. It was uh, it was not what I was expecting. That's for sure. I was expecting like kind of like this kind of evil looking little thing, not this little wind up plush Mozart doll. But right. hey, it, well, it, he's uh, uh, again. He is now set up over at the Haunted Hillview Farm, and we have a DVR camera on him. With uh, uh, I think Mike threw up a K two on there as well. So we'll have to see what happens. Maybe we'll do some EVP testing and things like that. But you can check out all the information about Jeff, the supposedly haunted doll. We're going to have an episode of the Capture Paranormal podcast coming up this weekend. You can check that out and hear all about the story behind Jeff, the haunted doll. But other than that, we're going to try and get another episode for the next Ghost Hunters episode next week. So hopefully you'll join us then, and we will see you then. Thanks for listening. For more information on Capture Paranormal, visit CaptureParanormal.com. Please rate, review, and subscribe to the Capture Paranormal podcast.